Well, welcome to the old Downtown Harbor Church, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm the lead communicator here. Downtown Harbor Church, where the music is phenomenal and the announcements, the only thing worse is a best picture reveal at the Academy Awards. Boy, was that not a brutal morning up here with those announcements. Anyway, we are wrapping up this message series, talk, conversation, whatever you want to call it, called Dumb Decisions. We've been talking about this for about five weeks, how to avoid these decisions in our life that are just dumb so we don't have to deal with the guilt and the regret of going through these things. We started out talking about family. And then we started talking about anger and how we make dumb decisions related to that. Then we moved on to money and about how we've made some really dumb decisions in our life related to money. And last week, we, in fact, talked about choices from a broad perspective. And what I love about today is that we're going to talk about trusting God and what that looks like. And we're going to look at the book of Proverbs and what that actually says about how to trust God at a deeper level. But this entire month, we've been kind of asking ourselves this question, what is the wise thing to do? Talking about wisdom. Because wisdom is this ancient thing that some of us kind of look at as this foreign thing to us that we really can't relate to. But wisdom, when we actually apply wisdom into our lives, it can change everything related to the way that we make decisions. And last week, we asked ourselves, hey, in light of our our past experiences, I stood over here, and then our current circumstances, I stood right here, and then our future hopes and dreams, we asked ourselves, what is the wise thing to do in our lives related to decisions? But this is all coming from this ancient book written by a guy named Solomon that we've been talking about all month long called the book of Proverbs. This ancient wisdom, it has so much and people think it's so outdated, but it's really so practical. We can apply it right to our lives, right where we're at today. And today we're going to talk about a very deep topic. Today we're going to talk about trusting God. And I love this so much because this applies to every single person in the room. Because see, some of you have a high, high level of trust in God. This creator of the universe revealed through Jesus to us. Some of you have a very high level of trust. Some of you are going, I don't really know about where I'm at with that. I may be a four or a five. I'm trying to figure that out in my life. This might be good for me today. And some of you have not even said yes to God. Some of you are way over here and you're like, I don't trust God at all. I don't know what that even looks like in my life. And so this is going to apply to every single person today right where you're at. But what I love about this idea of trusting God is because this is intangible, right? And if you don't know what that word means, let me describe it to you. It's almost immeasurable. You can't measure this. You can't measure trust in God. You can't pour it into a cylinder and go, that's how much I have. This is between you and this creator, this massive creator of the universe. This is an intangible. It's an X factor. It's almost difficult to describe it or put your finger on it. That's why I love today so much. But if we're talking about trusting in God, then one of the things we want to look at is his teachings to us in the scripture. And in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, it says this. It says, my child, this is Solomon, writing unto us on behalf of God the Father. It says, my child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. You will live many years if you do what God instructs you to do, and your life will be what? Satisfying. You'll have an amazing life when you choose to trust in the teachings of God. And we're going to talk about what those look like and how we apply that into our daily lives in just a little bit. But I want to tell you something that I think this is saying in a practical way. When you trust in God's teachings, your life will be different. When you say, hey, I'm going to listen to God and what he tells me to do in the scriptures, and I'm going to act that way, like your life will be different. Dare I say this, when you trust in God's teachings, your life will be better, right? 
And that we talked about last week when we talked about wise choices. We talked about, hey, listen, how many of us have had to kind of pick ourselves up from guilt? How many of us have had to pick ourselves up from regret and to go, man, I wish that I hadn't landed there. I wish I hadn't made that decision. I wish I hadn't done that. What is the wise thing to do? I also believe this. I also believe that trusting in God leads to a life of wisdom. It leads to a life of wisdom. And so today I kind of want to hit the reset button here at Downtown Harbor Church because today is a foundation for how we make wise decisions. Today is actually the foundation for everything because so often here at DHC, we stand up here and we talk about the practical in our lives, how to apply it to our lives, how to put it out there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day of the week. But today we're going to talk about, because sometimes those things, those practical things seem impossible, today we're going to talk about how it actually is possible. Today is a foundation for how we make wise decisions in our life. Because I'll tell you this, if you're like me, you know this, making wise decisions is not easy. It's not easy. There's trouble around every corner. And that line I talked about last week, that line called sin that we know we shouldn't get toward based on our past, right? We know we shouldn't get toward it, but we tend to, and then we step over it, right? Because making wise decisions just isn't easy. Well, Proverbs goes on to talk about this even more. It says, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep in your heart. I love that loyalty and kindness are in the scripture. Loyalty to each other, to God. Kindness, one of the fruits of the spirit, right? And then it goes on to say, then you will find a favor with both God and people, and you will gain a good reputation. And then one of the most famous verses in the entire scripture the foundation for today's message. You've probably heard this, but if you haven't, this is one of the most famous verses of all time. It says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Because we just don't understand things, right? Because we're not God. God is bigger than us, and our understanding is not his understanding. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but there's a couple of things in life that I just don't understand. Okay, let me, let me, let me set the stage here. Like, I, I don't know if you saw the movie Arrival. Did you see the movie Arrival? All right, we went with some buddies to see the movie Arrival. And like one of my buddies, he left the movie and he was like, oh my goodness, this, this like opened up like communications. It was nominated for Best Picture. It like opened up communications between the alien world and the human world. And that was the most amazing thing I ever, I've ever seen in my life. Adam, what did you think? I was like, I saw aliens draw circles for two hours. I hated that movie. I didn't know what it was. I couldn't figure it out, right? I, still, I could, still can't figure it out. So I don't understand that, right? I don't understand why every time I wear white, I spill something on myself. You? Like, why does it happen? Like, I, it doesn't, I don't get it, right? I also, yeah, this is another one I don't understand. Let me ask you. How in the world do you get the ketchup out of the glass bottle without using a knife? Like, I can't understand that. And why would someone make that, right? But those are funny things. But the truth is, the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of things that we don't understand about our life that God does. Maybe you're going through an illness or you know somebody who's going through an illness and it's almost ununderstandable. You don't get it. God does. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. And then it goes on to say, seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. So I've gone through this entire message in my mind so many times. I've read it and gone through it and went through it at home. And then I started to ask myself a question as I went through this. And I'm like, okay, this makes a lot of sense to me. But then I asked a question because it tells us to trust in God. 
And I asked, how do we know how to trust in God? What does that look like in our lives? How do we actually know practically how to show trust to this massive creator of the universe? How do we do that? Well, I could only come up with one answer that was practical enough to kind of unpack and understand here today. Because, see, we gain understanding of God when we look at the life of Jesus. We gain understanding of God when we look at the life of Jesus. And Jesus taught us in very practical ways, gave us things, some radical things that we need to do that show us how to live. And when we listen to him and do those things, that shows that we trust God even more. It's that intangible becoming tangible. How can we actually do this, trust God in this massive way? The only way that I can come up to practically explain it is to go, we gain understanding of God and we can sub out this phrase for we gain trust in God when we look at the life of Jesus. So I'm just going to kind of stop for a second and pause. As we come up to Easter, we're going to be doing this series, which is called Say What, which is going to be so fun. It's going to be the five craziest things that Jesus said in his time on earth. And so I just kind of wanted to pause and tell you guys about that because it's going to be really awesome as we lead up to the Easter season this year. But today, he said some kind of crazy things for us too that we need to really, really look at and look at how when we put those into practice in our lives, we trust God more. Now, before I go on, Allow me to just hit the pause button here and tell you some of the things that I'm about to put up on the screen are going to make you angry and mad. That's okay. Jesus said them. I did not. You can take it up with him, okay? So here's the deal. But he taught us that if we do these things, then we are going to live a life that honors and trusts God more. So what did he tell us to do? What are some of the things that he instructed us? Here's the first one. Ooh, that's brutal. Love your enemies. And let me tell you something, every single one of us in this room has enemies. You can, you know, put an enemy into a category of somebody that you just don't get along with, someone has wronged you, whatever the case might be, and it's brutal. This is a brutal one, but you want to prove that you trust God more? You want to show that you have trust in God the Father more, as Proverbs instructs us to do? Love your enemies. Here's what Jesus said about it, Matthew chapter 5. He said, you have heard that it was said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah, but God, Jesus, my, I, I know, but this business partner ripped me off. Uh, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Yeah, but my ex-wife, I mean, you wouldn't believe, I, Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. But you wouldn't understand what my sister did to me. You wouldn't understand. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. You want to show you trust in God more? Figure out how to love your enemies. Those who have wronged you in a big way and those who you just don't like. Because let's just be honest. Sometimes you just don't like people. There are people that I don't like. Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Okay? Instructions are very clear. We'll trust God more when we do this. The next one. Not only did he say love your enemies, but Jesus said this. He said, hey, humble yourself. You big shot who think you got it all. You who think you're in charge, guess what? Hey, you're going to become humble. Whether you like it or not, humble yourself. You want to trust in God more? Humble yourself. In Matthew chapter 23, he said, For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be what? Exalted. 
Those who show humility will actually be in the front of the line. They'll be first. They'll be praised. But you Mr. or Mrs. who think you're a big shot, whoa, 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 there's going to come a time that you'll be humbled. Just wait. It will happen. So you want to show that you trust God more? Humble yourself. Now, as I've said many times around here at Downtown Harbor Church, and I will continue to say, this does not mean that you cannot be successful. I think that you should be as successful as you can be. Make as much money as you can. You should go out and start companies and support your family and drive whatever car you want. Have a great house. If that's tra travel, if that's what you want, right? Just don't fall in love with it. And stay humble. Because when you stay humble, when you humble yourself, you prove that you trust in God. Love your enemy. Humble yourself. And then this one, which I love. It says do good things. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that, you know, I should just do good things and that has nothing to do with Jesus? No. Jesus is the epitome of good. Jesus is the epitome of, of what good things look like. But he gave very clear instructions for us. Because there's this big debate, like, you know, in churches about, should I just do good things? Or what does that have to do with salvation? Shouldn't I have faith in Christ? But if I only focus on good? Jesus said, no, 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 no. These are not mutually exclusive. He, Matthew chapter 5. He said this, let your light shine before men so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good deeds and do what? Glorify your Father in heaven. Trusting God. When you trust God, you know what you do with your life? You do good things. So go do good things. Be good. Do the things that you should do for other people. Jesus instructs us to, and then don't miss this, be quick to give the glory back to God. This is why I do this, because Jesus is my rock, and he's instructed me to go do good things. Love your enemies. Humble yourself. Do good things. And then he said this. He said, serve those in need. If you've ever seen, you have, you've seen, whether it's the media or whether it's just out on our own streets, there are just people who are in need, and that's brutal right? All over the world, people are suffering and dying and starving and thirsty. And, and Jesus goes, hey, listen, here's the deal. In Matthew 25, 40, this is what he said. He goes, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying, Jesus, that when I give or help someone who is needier than I am, that I'm doing it for you? Yes, you're doing it for me. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said it over and over again. You, do, you did it for me. Love your enemies. Humble yourself. Do good things. Serve those in need. If you're like me, as I was going through this, I kind of sat back and I said, these things seem kind of impossible. These things seem kind of like they're maybe not able to be done. I mean, I don't even, how would I do all these things? What would I do? Where, where would my strength come from to do this? I mean, I'm just a person who struggles with my own things. I have my family and that's dysfunctional. I need to go to work. And there's all these kind of things that go into there. How, how, do, how, how do I do this? Well, Jesus said one last thing that proves that you have the utmost trust in God. Not only the things that I've mentioned, but then he said this. He said, believe in me. He said, if you just open your heart and say yes to me. I'll be with you. My spirit will be with you as you go through all of these things that I've instructed you to do. And it's just opening up your heart and saying, Jesus, in one simple moment, yes, I believe. I believe that you are who you said that you are. 
Because Jesus walked this earth and claimed to be the Messiah that everyone was waiting for that would make humanity right with the God the Father, the creator of the universe, should they believe. And Jesus said, hey, I'm going to prove this to you. I'm going to prove that I am who I say that I am. I'm going to go and die and rise again just so I can prove it to you. And he did. And then he said, hey, if you believe in me, you're made right with God. It's just one simple moment. It doesn't have to be necessarily a moment where you come forward. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a prayer. It's just this moment in your life where you say, yes, I finally believe that Jesus is who he said that he is. And the most famous verse in the entire scripture says this. It says, for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, that Jesus, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have what? Eternal life. And so I'll just tell you this. When I was a very young kid, I said yes to Jesus for the first time. And it changed my life over and over. I would never, ever look back on any decision that I made with him by my side. And I believe that it was the best decision that I've ever made in my entire life. And I'll tell you that some of you in this room right now are going through stuff. You've, you've heard what I've said today. And you've heard this. And you need to make that decision. It might be time for you to make that decision. Maybe it's today. Maybe it's not. Maybe you got to think about this and figure this out. But I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that it was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life to finally open my heart to and say yes to Jesus, believing that he is who he said that he is. And we need to do that if we're going to have him and his Holy Spirit by our side as we go out to show this community love and what, what Jesus and God really look like. You know how you prove you trust God? It's so key. You know how you prove you trust God? This is, at the, this is at the end of it. This is at the end of the day. When you do the things he tells you to do. And Jesus said, the only human incarnation to ever walk the face of the earth, claiming to be God and then proving that he is. And Jesus said this, trust in me. Here's the point about this, though. Here's what I want you to know. I believe from the bottom of my heart that we need to do this, and we need to do the things that he tells us to do, even when it doesn't seem to make sense. Because I said that we are to trust in him and depend not on our own understanding. It's not all going to make sense. In fact, you know what, dare I say, most of it isn't going to make sense. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. I know a lot of you in this room, which is so great. And if I don't know you, I can't wait to get to know you because we're our size of our church. We're able to do some of that. It's really cool. But I know that there's a lot of people in this room, myself included, because I'm one of the, the bunch here. I'm, I'm not any different than anybody in this room. There's a lot of people in this room who we just go, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand why. I don't understand why this happens to me. I don't understand why this person did this to me. I don't understand why this happened in my life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. You do that by laying out what I talked about here today capping it off with faith in Jesus. So we've asked ourselves this question every single week as we've wrapped up this series, Dumb Decisions. We've asked this question. So what's a dumb decision here? What's the dumb decision? And we've talked about this. If it's your family, it's, you know, walking away and never coming back. If it's anger, it's lashing out in rage. If it's money, it's not getting out of debt. We've talked about what dumb decisions were the entire time during this series. This is the dumb decision here sitting here, week in, week out, and neglecting to say yes to Jesus. 
That's the dumb decision. And so for some of you today, this is going to be a first time for you where you just go, I don't even know what happened, but I'm just, I said yes for the first time. That I finally crossed that line of faith and said, yes, I believe that Jesus is who he said that he is. For some of you who've been Christ followers for a long time and you may have fallen away, this is going to be a moment of going, yes, I'm going to get right back on that path where I need to be. Absolutely. And for some of you who don't know what this is all about and you're just figuring this out, that's awesome too. We want you here. You are welcome. For the first time in my adult church experience, that is the only time in my life I've actually heard that expression said and meant inside the walls of this building, you are welcome wherever you're at. But the dumb decision... What it is, is it's sitting here and neglecting to say yes. It's time to say yes. And I'm not telling you to do anything that I have not done in my life. I said yes long ago, and that decision changed my future and changed my entire life. And I'll tell you this, everything that Jesus talks about, everything that he preached about throughout his ministry and his, his life was all rooted in one thing. You know what it was rooted in? Love. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? And anybody who's misconstrued his message or represented him wrong in culture, I can't do anything else but to this group say I'm sorry for. Because Jesus represented the most pure thing ever on this earth, and it was love. So it's time to say yes. If you haven't done it yet, it's time to do it. I did it, and it was the best thing that I've ever done. Trusting in God will be the wisest thing you ever do. We've talked about wisdom all month long. We've talked about wisdom from so many different perspectives. And why I love this so much is because at Downtown Harbor Church, week in, week out, we talk about the practical. We talk about how we do this in our daily lives, how we do, you know, walk through this life together with each other. And a lot of times I leave from the messages going, man, if I heard that, I'd be like, that was kind of impossible. Not with this. Trusting in God be the wisest thing you ever, ever, ever do. So for some of you, it's time to do it. And you can understand what that means in your life then. When Christ enters and becomes the center of every moment that you breathe air. And it's all rooted in love. Let me pray for us. Father, I know there are some here today who have heard this for the first time who will say yes to you for the first time. And we just take a moment to say yes to you. Jesus, I don't know where everybody in the room is at, but I say to you, and if anybody wants to say it with me in their heart, I believe that you are who you say that you are, the risen Messiah, and I say yes to you. And God, I pray that you would not only hear and answer that prayer because we know you will, but that you would transform lives. That you would transform us from the inside out so that we can be your hands and feet to a community that needs it so desperately bad. And God, what I love so much about it is it's all about love. It's all about love. It's all about love. It's all about other people. Help us to realize that. That's who you are. That's at your core. And Jesus, we will be so quick to give you all the glory. God, we pray this today all in Jesus' name. Amen.